All right. Hey, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is John Oshel. John is the CEO of SwiftPage. John, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure, Brent. Thanks for having me. So you guys have a really interesting story about the transition that you just made uh, going to what we call the subscription economy, and you're using a company called Zora to help with that transition. You act like you said it was around from the beginning, and it was you know traditionally installed database that uh, particularly sales folks would use to manage their contacts and their interactions with their customers and prospects. But now with the rise of the cloud and you know these systems that make it easy for folks to do things uh, you know every month and pay every month and pay as they go, um, you're seeing a lot more customers choose to go the direction of you're paying a, a monthly subscription. So you guys had had to go through that transition. You had to go through that process of, of making SwiftPage kind of align with the modern customer behaviors and expectations. Talk a little bit about that transition and why it was so important for you to, to do it now and to look at using a, a system like Zora to help manage that process. Yeah, it's a great, great, uh, great question. So we, when we acquired ACT uh, in, in two, March of 2013, we really acquired a closed desktop system. Uh, and it was very popular and had, uh, over the years, uh, you know, there's over 6 million uh, customers have used this to grow their business. Uh, but, you know, as you take a look at where the industry is going today, just being a closed desktop system was probably not going to be something that was going to, you know, allow us to continue to grow ACT and continue to keep this great brand uh, going. So uh, one of the first things that we had to do is really change the technology. The functionality was was all there. I mean, it had fantastic functionality. In fact, you know, a little, a little marketing plug here, right? I mean, we have the best functionality for the best price in the industry, hands down. Uh, I mean, there isn't anybody else that has as much functionality. When you're around for 30 years, you're going to have a lot of functionality. Um, but the problem is, is the way that you know, people were beginning to, to interact with the software was becoming very dated. Right? People didn't want to buy software and download it to their desktop and run it on the desktop, etc. There was a whole different way of, of people you know, interacting with that. But at the same time, we had you know, hundreds of thousands of, of users that were very loyal to the brand and very loyal to the company and we're using it that way. So now we're faced with this, how do we transition the technology to a, to a more contemporary technology and then also do it in a way where you don't spook the, the, the customer base, where it gives them an opportunity to run off to something else. Uh, so that, that's what we were kind of faced with uh, as, as we were going. So, you know, our, our concept was obviously we, we took the, the, uh, the, the platform and we, we cloud enabled that. We, got, we have it running up in the cloud and we opened it up. So we have this opened uh, cloud enabled platform uh, at, at this point where you can access that anyway. If you want to access it from your desktop, that's fine. Any other uh, device that you want to access it, that, that's great too. Now you have a, a, a relationship with a, a series of customers. You have this big base that your relationship was really around you know, once every three years, you were basically having a conversation with this with this group, and and it, it, it's it's strange, but that that's the cycle. And and why is that the cycle? Because that's about every um, uh, period of time that you buy a new device. So every time you bought a new desktop or you bought a new 
um, laptop, guess what? You had to interact back with the with the company because the software didn't work anymore, right? So then, so you had this once every three year relationship. It was a loyal relationship, but it wasn't, you know, a relationship that was, you know, very fulfilling and 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 uh, and, and very intimate, right? It was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know you three years ago, you know, come back in. So now you basically have to have, turn a relationship to with your with your customer bases. How do you go from talking to them once every three years to convincing them to uh, come into the club, if you would, and pay a subscription, and then continue to have an ongoing relationship almost on a daily basis that uh, that you're interacting with them? So that's kind of you know how we set out to do. Now the way that we did it is we said, you know what, we're not going to force people over and say, you know what, by this date, everybody has to go over here uh, or you're not going to be a customer anymore. That, that's just you know, setting ourselves up for failure. So we kind of laid out and said, here's our value proposition. Here's why we want you to come uh, with us. If you come with us, here's what you'll get. If you don't want to come with us, that's okay. Uh, we still, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, deal with you as, as a customer and, and interact with you. Um, so, and, and oh, by the way, we said, here's a really in, in incentive price, a very good incentive price to come with us. Um, and so that's how we kind of got the base moving. And, and we started in May of 2015. It took us about two years to, to get the platform right, to get the pricing right, to get, and, and, and you, know, you mentioned this too, inside you have to change your entire set of processes inside as a company. On how you're going to uh, how you're going to work, so we had to you know take our time and do that correctly, and then we launched it in North America in 2015, and uh, and then began the conversion. And what we saw was you know a, a really large take up very fast of people saying you know what I I do want it I do want to have this kind of a, a relationship with you, uh, and um, and so we had you know a, a very uh, fast take up in North America. We waited a year. Uh, before we did it in international, and um, and then we just launched it in international in May of 2016. So as we're standing right now, we're we're kind of through that whole conversion uh, of converting the base over to a uh, as as much as the base as as uh, will convert is now converted, and then we'll continue to grow uh, from there. So uh, it's been it's been quite a journey. So tell us how has the relationship between the company and customers changed as you went through this process? It, the the level of interaction, the, we know the frequency of interaction has to change, but how has yeah. that changed the relationship? So uh, I'll start by talking about inside and then how, you know, when we did inside, how it, turned, it went outside. Um, so if you look at, you got, you know, groups of people inside of your company that normally have some kind of connection with, uh, with, with the customer. You know, when you have marketing that connects on some kind of a level as you're trying to market different things with them. You have sales, obviously, when they're trying to sell them something. And then once you sell it uh, something to them, well, now all of a sudden you have to service them. We have service. So you have all these you know, different types of interaction. And in the, in the past, uh, before we went on this journey, it was three different types of conversations and interactions that we have with our customers. Once we made this, this change, it is really one basic uh, message that we have and you really have to take marketing sales service even in something as far as like the billing department inside of finance you know all of that has to become a single face from the company to the customer with a single message with this 
with a single uh, type of, of interaction um, and, and, and a consistent interaction. And, uh, and so that's, that's really how it's changed. It's not about like, oh, do you want, you know, oh, you have a problem with your software? Okay, let me fix it. Oh, you know, your billing's wrong or whatever. It's like, hey, how are, what are you doing? What, do you need, what, what can I do to help you? You know, we're here to help fuel your growth. Um, you know, what else can I do? Okay, the software's not working, I'll fix it. But, you know, is there anything else that I can help you with? Uh, okay, let me let me get you to, to that point. Let me do over, over here. It's, a, you know, it's that, that kind of interaction. It's, it's um, you know, what we call customer sex, uh, <laughs> Freudian slip, customer <laughs> success. Um, we, uh, you know, we see it in three spaces. Get, uh, get you started, uh, keep you running, and keep you learning. And that's really the kind of uh, interactions and conversations that, that we have with, uh, with our customers, which are totally different than what they used to be, you know, three or four years ago. Yeah, that, that leads right into, you know, ch customers are, are much more tech savvy. The technology has put a lot more power in their hands, so to speak. So how, uh, how is it meeting with expectations, you know, now that you're in a, a almost sort of like an interaction philosophy and system that allows you to stay connected more uh, and more aligned over time. So how does that help in terms of enabling you to stay connected with customers? Is it more challenging because now they, they have these expectations and they're ramping up and they kind of know what's uh, uh, possible? Or is it now because you have that more aligned way of staying connected with them, is it easier to kind of predict where they're going and, and be able to provide them what they're looking for on a consistent, ongoing basis? Yeah, so here, here's, a, here's a great answer for you. It's both, uh, it's both easier and challenging at the same time. <laughs> so uh, easier, let's start with that one. It's easier because you're having this more frequent interaction with them, you're getting the, that, that information uh, more real time. So it's not like, oh, let's wait for uh, you know, a, a conference or a user group or this or that thing to hear things and bring them back in. I mean, you're literally hearing uh, stuff every single day uh, which then now enables you to, you know, take that information and very quickly analyze it and determine, you know, are we moving in the right direction or, you know, did we completely miss the boat with, with something, et cetera. So that's, that's the easier part. The challenging part is um, because you're doing that, uh, the, the folks have an expectation that you're going to do something with that. If you're talking to me every day, you know, and I'm telling you the same thing every day, and I don't do anything. Well, guess what? I'm probably not going to be a customer of yours very much longer. So there is that, uh, you know, an expectation that, in, uh, okay, I'm not going to wait six, eight, nine months for a release to come out. You know, how come you can't get this stuff faster? Uh, you know, that type of thing. So a little bit, it's easier and challenging all at the same time. And what kind of um, opportunities can SwiftPage take advantage of? Now that you have a system in place like Zora that helps you manage your your subscriptions, but now there's I'm assuming there's more data, there are more things that could potentially be done, and a lot quicker because you have a framework that's more aligned with kind of you know the speed of which customers change. Yeah. Well, first of all, we would not have been able to make this journey without Zora. Um, you know, they're just a, they're a great partner. It's a great, uh, great set of software. 
Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you look at where they're going and where we're going, it, we're, we're all doing the same type of thing. So it's just, it's a great, great company. Can't say enough uh, about them. Um, now, yes, I mean, as, you, as you're gathering all of this, uh, this information, I think the number one thing that has helped us on this journey with Zora is, is really the, the ability to uh, make it really, really easy for our customers to do business with us. Uh, you know, if you think about it, it's like, okay, uh, I, I just subscribed to to Act. Great. Okay. Well, hey, I want another seat, or I want another this, whatever. No problem. Boom. You can you know bop, uh, put that right on very, very quickly. Oh, we also have uh, ARPU drivers inside of Act, where you know e-marketing is in there. You get a, a, pers- a, a set of e-marketing is included with the subscription, but I want more. No problem. You can put that on. Oh, we have these these other connections that we uh, we we've created, where we've you know connected to over 700 different um, small business applications across the across the industry. Okay, that can happen very quickly. So it's that ability, uh, and oh by the way, it's that can go all the way down to a salesperson. So I got a salesperson on the floor that can actually uh, you know do this uh, very very quickly. You know the next step that we're working with uh, internally and with Zoron is literally putting that portal out into uh, the market so that the customer can self uh, you know, self-work on, on their on their account uh, at, at the same time, self-administer that. We also have a series of partners and they can do that as well. So, you know, it, as, you, as you take a look at, um, you know, creating the partnerships that you need in order to continue to grow, you need to find companies like Zora that have the same vision uh, and, and the ability to move as quickly as you can uh, as well. So tell us, uh, give us a little peek into the future. What what are we going to be seeing from SwiftPage, and how does this transition to a, a new interaction model? How is that driving the future direction which you guys are going in? Yeah. So what we see, uh, and Brandon, you probably see this as well, and particularly in the SMB, right? And as as it pertains to CRM, we see three distinct segments. Uh, of of customers that that we're, uh, we're we're focusing on. The first one is somebody that needs full blown functionality uh, of CRM, and they need customization. Right? A lot of times, and you probably hear this a lot, people will say, "Oh, the small businesses are so unique," and they are. They're very unique, and and they're unique because they need exactly what an enterprise system needs, except they can't afford uh, to pay the enterprise prices, and they can't deal with all the complexity. So you know that so that that's uniqueness. So there's a group of, of SMBs that absolutely need full functioning CRM and they need customization. Uh, and you know so we you need to be able to to, to to handle that. The second group are folks that need the full functioning CRM. They don't need customization, right? They just need it to run in the cloud. They need to get access to it and you know and go after it. The third set, which I think it is the most uh, exciting uh, and I think the fastest growing. And that is a group of customers that don't need all the functionality of CRM. They want all the functionality of CRM running in the background somewhere in the cloud, but they don't want to have to, you know, pull it up and look at it all the time. They want to access it in, you know, small little chunks, uh, which really fits the way that they do business. We call it little purpose-built apps. And so you're going to see an enormous amount of, of that happening that, you know, if you pick up your phone, nobody wants to f- bring up an entire CRM package on your phone. 
<laughs> it's just not going to happen, right? <laughs> but if I'm a sales uh, man, uh, a salesperson or I'm a road warrior, I, I want to, to get my phone and get the three or four pieces of the application that I need to interact with, and I want to do it, uh, you know, that way. So you're going to see a lot of uh, small purpose-built apps hanging off the uh, cloud-enabled platform that are coming out. We've we've launched Act Companion. We've got Act Essentials. We've got Sales Accelerator coming out. So these are things that can come out very, very quickly. You can download them out off the App Store uh, or whatever other device you want to do. So I actually think that you know, you're going to see that from us, but you're going to see that across the entire industry. Everybody's going to have to do that in order to, 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 to stay focused. I think the other really cool thing, and I think you, you've, you've mentioned this in a couple of your articles that, that I've seen, is that the way that people interact with software is changing dramatically. And you know, if you look at, at, at the industry right now, it, we are probably in the, in the strangest time that we're ever going to see. There are so many generations of people that are in the workforce right now, it's not even funny. I mean, if you think about it, you still have baby boomers out there. You've got Gen X, you got Gen Y, you got millennials, you got a new one coming out called Gen Z. And this is a really interesting one because the, the youngest members of Gen Z are in middle school right now, and the oldest members of Gen Z are just en entering into the marketplace. And so you have all these different folks, and they're all used to interacting with software differently. Um, but there's one common theme that is beginning to come through, and that's voice interaction, right? And that started with your cell phones, You're like, hey, Siri. Uh, and then all of a sudden Amazon came out with uh, Alexa and those sort of things. So, you know, that's really what you're, you're going to. Sorry. <laughs> I find like that. <laughs> so Siri just came up. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's what you're going to see. I think, you know, it's it's going to become mainstream. People are dabbling with it here, here and there. But, you know, you're going to get to the point where people are going to say, hey, you know, go to ACT and say, hey, ACT, how did my marketing campaign go? Uh, and it's going to say, hey, your marketing campaign did this. And oh, by the way, John, you should do this, this, and this. And so I think, you know, a combination of voice interaction with uh, artificial intelligence and recommendation architecture, that, that's, uh, you know, that's where everybody's going to go there, and, and we're on that path as well.